It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. How will James Harden react when he returns to the Sixers? You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I'm your host, Keith Pompey, and we're going to have a little like short podcast today, just something to talk about James Harden. Now, James Harden is expected to return to training camp or actually join the team in training camp. He missed the first day. Uh, which was on Tuesday. He also missed, missed Monday's media day. And I got my man, Jeff Cohen, from the heart of sports, you, you know, great radio show host, who always keeps it 100 on here to talk about the expectations of how James going to interact once he returns. So we're going to break that down for you guys. So, Jeff. Yes, sir. Now, you talk about, you know, we talk about James. And, you know, James is a guy that, you know, I I guess when James wants out of something or somewhere, he typically gets his way. You know, a lot of people in Philly may forget about the fat suit incident. And, you know, it wasn't really a fat suit. I I don't assume it was a fat suit. But anyway, but it was. was, was, That was keeping it 100, right? Yeah, right. That was real real fat. It was a couple of years ago when. and people forget about it. I mean, people here forget about it. Who? Because who, who forgot about I, well, it? Well, I would say that when, okay, so I, I think that in the minds of a lot of fans, they basically, when they get a player of that magnitude, especially here sometimes, you forget about past discretions. Now, you may remember what happened in Brooklyn, but then you make it seem like it was a Kyrie situation. The guy just wanted to get out of here. But but and then you 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 don't really remember what happened in Houston. Now, you know that he forced a trade in Houston, but you forget about how it went down. You know what I mean? Because like when you talk to people about it, oftentimes you get. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Or, oh, really, I forgot. And when I'm talking about what happened is when, you know, Daryl Morey left, uh, Mike D'Antoni left, the coach. And it was one of those things where, you know, it, it, it was one of those things where they up and decided, um, well, James decided he didn't want to come back. So what did he do? He held out. And then, but there was always like, 
video of him or or stuff like that where he was in a different city while the team was practicing or in training camp. And when he finally showed up, he was extremely disruptive. He he looked like he gained a lot of weight, right? And the reason why I ever says effect, <laughs> because then when he went to Brooklyn, he looked like he was, you know, this normal weight, right? So he is one of those things. So now when we look at this, you know, I ask you, there are reports and people saying when this guy gets here, he's going to be disruptive. That's what they're saying, right? He's going to be disruptive. I don't know how he's going to act. I mean, I don't because you figure like if you did, if this happened two years ago, basically, essentially, well, 2021, three years ago in Houston. And then the way you left Brooklyn, it comes a point in time where you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt if you continue to do it. But I'm under the impression that you think it's still going to happen. Disruption? Disruption. and Keith, he doesn't even have to do anything to be disruptive at this point. You just went through a quick history of it. But think about it. He went. He was in his beloved Houston and just didn't want to play there anymore. Showed up at, at bars and places outside the city while his team was practicing. Showed up out of shape. Got to, to Brooklyn. Didn't like it there. Then he decided that that wasn't going to work and became disruptive. He came here last season. All we heard was at the end of his contract, he's going back to Houston. Houston didn't want him. And what did he do at the end of the season? He was disruptive. He was disruptive in the playoffs by not showing up for that last game. He quit on his team. A lot of people saw that and said he quit. And if you look at what his way out of, out of Brooklyn, what did he do out of Brooklyn? How many points did he have in that last game? It was, what, he had two baskets, something like that? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a lot. So it, 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 he's going to show up here. First of all, he shows up late. So the rest of the team, this is a team game. This is an, an individual sport. He shows up late. He's already disruptive by showing up late. He doesn't show up for media day. That's disruptive. He can come here and be the supposed model citizen, it's still disruptive because you don't know when James is going to be James. And you can get through training camp. You can get through the beginning of the season. You don't know at any time when James is going to be James. And that's the problem. He, he has always been about him. He can make this that he's some sort of team player, but James has never been the team player. He's never gotten any place, and he's never made his team that much better, and he's never made it through a season, a season and a half, without causing trouble, without being a problem with his teammates. It's Him being here is a negative. There's no way that he's ever going to be here or anywhere else where it's going to end up well. So what are you saying? Are you saying... Um... That's gonna work great. It's like not plan. It's like, are are you saying that they need to trade him ASAP? Yeah. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying that, that it's enough already, and sometimes just subtract subtraction is addition. 
And I don't want the Sixers to trade him for less than less than a dollar on a dollar. But the fact is, they're not getting a dollar for a dollar. And in the meantime, while that's happening, the rest of the league is making moves. So the Sixers are getting worse by doing nothing. They're going down by doing nothing. And having Harden on this team, uh, a, a non-committed Harden on this team, is not going to make this team better. He has already made it clear. What did he say at the end of last season? He wants to go somewhere where he can have basketball freedom. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Not team, not not the thing that, you know, Doc Rivers, people want to give Doc Rivers a hard time. Doc Rivers tried to get him to buy in to be the, the consummate point guard. And when he was, the team was better. And quite frankly, he was better than he had been in the last couple of years. But he's made it clear that's not what he wants. So what makes you think he's going to show up in Colorado and all of a sudden say, you know what? I saw the light. Yeah, I mean, I understand. And, you know, the the thing about it, you're making a lot of sense. I mean, you know, the thing about it is in the perfect world, you know, and it's weird. Like, I keep going back and forth on this. I keep saying to myself, like, you know, it is what it is. But at this particular point, you know, maybe... You know, people have to suck it up a little bit. And, and I mean, you know, maybe, I mean, James, like one of those things, like it, because, you know, you look at it, if you want to play basketball right now and you look at the options out there for you, um, you look at you look at the success that you and Joel Embiid had last year in, in the one role that you played. Now, again, I get it. We don't want to look in the mirror. We don't want to, like, look at me, man. I, I got a beard full of gray. I mean, I remember back in the day when it was all dark black, but it's gray now, you know? And it's funny because this is a crazy analogy, but I'm going to say it. Like, I have friends who are like, why don't you dye it? Why? Be- this is me. Like, this is who I am. And if I dye it, you guys know this is who I am. So I can't fake the funk in a way, like, I'm sorry, this is who I am. Well, you look at James Harden and, you know, yes, he showed flashes before of being, you know, in the playoffs, that 40 point scorer who was turning it on. But the thing about James that I've noticed over this season and a half of covering him, he doesn't produce those type of performances as frequent as he used to. Like he'll have a dominant performance like that and then because of father time, because of the injury history and all that stuff, it'll be a while before he'll have another one. But what he can do on uh, more more frequent and, and you know, is is get dimes, is, is set up teammates, is do things like that, you know. And, and, you know, I get it. He was he was an all star. He could have been an all star alternate. He didn't get back to him in time. But he's led the league in the, he led the league in assists. So yes, you want to be the guy. You want to go somewhere where you are the guy. 
But you made you being the, the floor general made Tyrese Maxey a better player. You 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 um enabled Joel Embiid to become MVP because you sent you basically fed him the ball as much as possible. So you look at it and you say to yourself, do I, if I'm James, do um do I want to go somewhere else or do I want to help this team win? And 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 kind of go on and and, and help uh, build my legacy. I mean, look at there's been several players in the NBA who were great scorers early on, and then as father time hit, they altered their games. They did other things, and they went on to win championships. You know what I mean? There there have been. Um, so you know, I look at it as if you know it would be great if if they can come to some type of an agreement, but it probably won't happen, like you said. And what's going to happen is I feel like this could be a lost year for the Sixers. It really can. I mean, you look at – I know that we're talking about everything on, on paper and, and whatever, and you don't win championships on paper. And the Kelly Oubre signing was, was big. You know, you, you have some other guys and all that. But they all come with a but, as I said before. Like, Kelly Oubre's a – a pretty good score. People love him, but he did that on a struggling team. You know what I mean? Patrick Beverly is a, a great defensive player, but I wish the Sixers would have picked him up two years ago. You, you, you know what I mean? Things like that. So, you know, I, I look at what the other teams did, Boston and, and Milwaukee and the Knicks, and you look at the Sixers and you say to yourself, like, I don't know if they're the third best team in the East anymore. Let's say they are the third best team in the East. What does third best get you? Nothing. It gets you a second, second round. Second round? I mean, really, what what's what's the point? And at this point, what it what does it get them to being a second round team? Do does anybody go into the season the way it is constructed now, with the the distraction that James Harden is, with enthusiasm? Are Sixers fans at this point enthusiastic in saying, okay, we got to the second round umpteen times. This is the year it's going to be different. Nobody's going to do that. They're, they're at a point now that, that fans are getting apathetic about them, which is the worst thing that you can have in this town or any sports town is apathy. And I think that that's where the Sixers are going unless they do something that leads to winning. Let me make that clear. This is not a situation where they need to make some splashy move at this point because I don't know if there's a splashy move to be made. And every time they make the splashy move, it doesn't get them any farther. They need to make a move that convinces the fans of Philadelphia and any fan that's a Sixers fan that they can win because that's all that matters now. All the glitz, all the pregame show, all of that stuff doesn't matter once you get to this level and you have the MVP of the league who is sitting there and everybody's going, is he on the clock? Is he looking around the league and saying, this is where I want to stay because I can win. And he's had situations. Markel Fultz did not work out well. Ben Simmons, a disaster. James Harden, a disaster. At some point, if you're Embiid, do you not sit there and go, you know what? It's got to be the organization. They can't seem to put 
people around me that are good teammates. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's going to happen. I mean, if, if yeah, it's, it's going to happen. I mean, as much as he says it's not, I mean, we all know that it's, it's going to happen. I mean, not just because of, I mean, you know, not just because, and, and I think like the thing about Markel, like Markel, he liked Markel. Markel was going through certain situations, you know, uh, but, um, but, but, but I think that, you know, sometimes selfishly we all have, goals and, and and you're supposed to have individual goals and you look around and you compare your situation to what's happening at other places and you do not see um the the, the same movement that's happening in you know Milwaukee Boston um you know heck Phoenix you know things like that you just don't see it you don't see them and you know you can argue that the Sixers are capped out they're they're doing things like that um, but you can still make blockbuster trades. You can try to do other things. You can, I mean, it's, it's hard when you, you can like always have an excuse that they don't have the assets for this and they don't do this. They don't do that. But at the same time, you know, when you're trying to win a championship and you're looking around and you're seeing what other people are doing and you see continuity. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you is is, is only going to be a matter of time, regardless of what he says, you know, you can come out here and, and people get, um, and I like Joel a lot. Um, um, but people get, people get caught up on what people say to the media when people ask them like, Hey, are you happy? I mean, of course you're going to say you're happy. Of course you're going to do this. You know, it, 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 when, when it gets rock bottom or when it, that's when, players tend to come out and express how they really feel. You know what I mean? But, you know, you would be, I don't think I would want a guy on my team who didn't want to win a championship or who was settled with mediocrity, settled with a team not making the right moves, settled with um, um, lack of continuity. You, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's just one of those things. I hate to say it. It's like having a job and it's, you're at a dysfunctional place in a job. And all you do is complain left and right over and over. You know, people, you see other people getting raises in their jobs, doing all other things. But you complain or you just happy. People say, dude, don't complain about it. Leave or, dude, why are you so happy? You deserve more. And, right. and, but, and, but and it is. Yeah, but keep those people, the people that in in any workplace that are complaining, that are that are always looking to leave. Don't you automatically assume that those people, if they started looking, if they started complaining, it's not going to get better again. They're no, they're, exactly. they're, they're eventually to going to leave, or you're not. If you're working with somebody on on a story and they're constantly complaining, the next story that comes around, are you going to lean on that person? to be doing the research that you need them to do, to doing everything? Or, or are you going to sit there and worry that they're always distracted, that they're always looking to see how they can get out, whether or not they can take sources of yours, things like that. If I'm the Sixers, you, you know, and it's not just from him complaining in the office in Philadelphia. He has a long history of doing this and working his way out of places, not caring what happens to the his coworkers. 
Yeah, so, I'm talking about Embiid right now. I'm talking about yeah, you talk yeah, you're talking about yeah. Embiid. Yeah, but like, but Embiid's not, yeah. not Embiid's yeah, not yeah, complaining, right. but 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 put yourself in this you know position. Yeah. You're the guy who's writing the articles. You're the guy that's breaking the stories, and you have people that that work with you that are helping you out. Embiid's the guy who's working the stories. He's the guy that's going out in the court, leading the way, and he's got to look around and say, are the people that are with me with me, and are they completely 100% committed. There is no way that you can, Harden can come in and say all the right things today if he comes into camp. He can do media day. He could sit there and fall on a sword. He can say, you know, I, I've, I've, I've talked to a therapist and the therapist told me this and, and now I got it. He can, he can do anything that he wants. Is anybody in that locker room going to trust him at this point? And that's the real question. You got to get through being an athlete. It is a lot of work. It, it's, it's more than just being on the court or being on a field or being on a diamond for a certain period of time. It's all the other stuff. And you got to know that everybody in there is working towards the same goal. And Harden has indicated that the goal is basketball freedom. The goal is not to hold up that NBA trophy. Yeah, they got a tough situation, man. This is a tough situation for all involved. But after this little quick break, I want to talk to you about Deion Sanders. Coach Prime gave the Sixers some advice yesterday. And um, it just, you know, your son is a Colorado Buffalo. um, And so it's it's funny how uh, Deion and the Buffaloes have, like, just taking over the sports world. All you talk about, all everybody talks about is <laughs> is 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 Dion and um uh Taylor Swift. That's all they talk about now. <laughs> right? That's all they talk about. But look, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that when we get right back in quick. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. About this quick break. All right, so look, I told you it was going to be a quick break. So, yep. <laughs> so here's the deal. So yesterday, yesterday being Tuesday, you know, Nick Nurse, uh, Joel and B, staff members, coach, you know, every the whole nine player teammates, they drove the Buffalo in a bus, a uh, Boulder, excuse me. They drove the Boulder in a bus and went to this restaurant where they met uh, uh, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, and and several of the. Uh, you know, people in, in with Colorado Buffaloes. Now, the deal was Dion was dropping knowledge. Like, you know, he was talking about uh, uh, getting rid of dysfunction in his organi- in organizations. Mm-hmm. He also talked about how, you know what I mean, seems like guys in the NBA are, are ducking smoke on how you got these head-to-head matchups and people don't play. He said he wants to see MV play against the Joker this year. But then when he talked about, um, you know, uh, dysfunction, it was kind of like, yo, 
you, you whoever that you got to get that per you, you got to ignore things you can't allow that you know stuff to uh disrupt what the goal is you mm-hmm. want people who want to win and it's kind of timely because of the things they're going through but you know this you know it's great the thing that gets me is is like this how Deion sanders is this guy that athletes pro athletes guys are making millions of dollars you celebrities they all want a part of him they all want to like <laughs> listen to him but i also think that to be honest with you this was a good trip and experience for the sixers why because you know Dion is a guy that they all respect they do you know he, he he's um you know he's an intelligent man um he keeps it real. He's won. He's played both sports and he's confident, right? They all like, he's the type of dude, like, you know, you know, is it, it, he's the guy, you know, he's the guy that every, a lot of guys wanted to be like athletes wanted to be growing up or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Um, but at the same time, you always had a guy who said, I want to be this guy, but, but he had something wrong with him, you know, uh, but he's a bright dude. He's, you know, he, he's a, a great father. I mean, it's a lot of things that he does. And, and I also look at it like, look at, I mean, you, you know, more so than me, look at what he's done for that university. I mean, Colorado, like really, like, I mean, really like we're talking about this Colorado team a year ago. I mean, one game. They won one game. They, they were the, game. They won arguably game. the worst team in college football. I mean, think about this. Think about this. The Sixers are here. I'm in Fort Collins, Colorado. So I'm coming here, and people are, like, telling me, like, why are they in Fort Collins, man? They need to be in Boulder. Right. Uh, oh, oh, well, well, maybe they can't get a hotel down there. Or, you know, this and that. Like, this and that. <laughs> or, 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 like... Trust me, it's not they, easy to get a hotel down yeah, there. And, and and they're saying to me, um, can you go to their bookstore and get me a sweatshirt? And I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, that's like an hour's drive. Yeah, but well, I said, why can't you just order one online? Nah, I want one from the bookstore. Like, dude, like how many people you know? So Who's, you know what? I don't want you to call out names here, but but I really afterwards you need to tell me who, who exactly because it's not me. Who who's who's dude, a lot sweatshirt of from there's the a, bookstore? They're there's the same ones you can get online. Like, yeah, but I think they just want they want that bag, like <laughs> whatever. Well, the one guy said he went online and they were sold out. So so let's see, you know. And then a friend of mine sent me a picture of it. He ordered it. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy lives in California. He ordered one. And he wore it after, like he got it after the first win, you know. And then another guy went, who, who was like in the group chain, um, group yeah, group chat. He was like, uh, "I can't get them; they're sold out." <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" So then another guy was like, "Yo, go to the bookstore while you're down there, dude." I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Well, if you no. go, let me know. But but do you really? okay? so Deion Sanders is everything that you said he is. Uh, He is a magnetic personality. He has one. He tends to say the right things. 
a lot of the time. He also says a lot of controversial things. Um, but how does that, I mean, the Sixers are professional athletes themselves. Embiid's an MVP. Like, they, they got, all of these guys are making a whole lot more money than Deion Sanders ever made when he was playing either sport. What do you, what do you get out of that? Like, do the Sixers need motivational speaking already? They got a new coach. They got a, they got a MVP. They got people on this team that can be vocal. They got Patrick Beverly. Uh, yeah, it's fun to go to Boulder and hang out with Deion Sanders because Deion Sanders is, you know, if not one one A in in the sports world over the last six months. But what does it what does it really get you? And you know. I just don't I don't see the point of it other than, OK, it's a cool bus trip down to Boulder and, and to hang out with somebody who's, you know, he's who's prime time. You know what? I, I think a little differently with that. And, and here's the reason being, because I feel like you I, I understand the Nick Nurse aspect. I understand the Pat Bev aspect. And this isn't a knock on Nick Nurse and it's not a knock on Pat Bev. But Nick Nurse is like the coach. I look at the coach as if he's a parent. Right. I look at the coach as if he's a parent. So the, the coach-parent uh, dynamic comes from, whereas, you know, you'll say to your child, in the, and I'm just going to say a sports aspect, uh, baseball, I think you need to, when you swing the bat, you need to hit up a little bit more or, or follow through more. You need to do something. Uh, Dad, you don't know what you're talking about. My dad says this. But then the coach never says, heard that before. Yeah, but then the coach <laughs> says the same thing, and then all of a sudden it's like you know. But you told the coach to tell him that, and the coach says it, and then like, yeah, dad, the coach really helped me out. So when you have Nick Nurse saying stuff is great, but then you have Deion Sanders saying it, and you're looking at Prime is like, yo, Coach Prime called me out. Yeah, he knows who I am. Let me go here and do it. Now, the thing about Patrick Bev, Patrick Beverly is, is, is great, great leader. You get, I give him that, right? But 10, the guys like Patrick Beverly, and it's not a knock on to Patrick Beverly, so I don't want anybody to think that I'm, I'm saying it's a knock on Patrick Beverly. But those type of leadership qualities are better suited to me for young players because when you have veteran players like Tobias already played with them, right? You have James. You know, you have Joel Embiid, you have guys like that. You know, typically the persons who, the people who they listen to, like, yeah, they'll they'll nod their head and they'll, they'll give extra effort. But the people who they're listening to have to be, you know, better than them. You know, you can be a veteran and you can be a hard guy, got leadership. But when you hear that from a Hall of Famer, you hear that from, you know, a, a guy like Dion who everyone wants to say they know. Right. We all want to say that. It just holds it has it's, the message is just different. OK. You know I mean? All right. So let me ask you a question about the message. You said Dion said that said something to the effect of, hey, you got to clear out the negativity. You got to you, you got to stay focused. You got to make sure that the people who are here want to be here. Right. Timeline day later, potentially Harden shows up today. Do the Sixers. Did they soak that in and will that change how they greet him or how they respond if James is James? 
You know, I mean, I, I, you know what I honestly is it's weird. I, I think that that message, how they respond and how they do with James is James is basically saying you got to ignore it like you got to do it. That's what his message was saying. And I think that could happen. I think that the thing with the James situation, which is different from the Ben situation, is James isn't out there calling out teammates. Right. He's not calling out teammates. Just the general manager. He's calling out the general manager. And then the thing also with the James situation is, if we're going to keep it 100, some of these dudes with the team are really, really good friends of James, mm-hmm. like Patrick Beverly, P.J. Tucker, um, Daniel House. You understand what I'm saying? So with, with that being said, there's even, you know, um, a, a couple coaches on the staff who who really like James. The security, they all like James. So he said he never wanted to play here again. So he doesn't want to play with his friends. What he said was, I will never play for an uh, an organization that Daryl Morey is a part of. So it's one of those things. You know, it's a weird situation, man. It's one of those things where, and maybe you can, this is a different NBA. Back in the day, if a guy said they didn't want to be there, they didn't want to be there. Now, I mean, you like, hey, you don't want to be here. I don't want to deal with you. Nowadays, it's kind of like this is my buddy, is business, and is is some other things. So what they're doing is that's a Daryl problem. That's a Josh Harris problem. That ain't a me problem. Now it could become a me problem if they lose focus. But I think the thing about what Dion did is, if you like, listen to the video. Basically, everything was like it was kind of like. He was speaking from a coach's aspect, but it sounded different because it wasn't Nick Nurse. It was everything. It was like, do your role. Listen to, you know, you got, if you're going to be on a scout team, give us great looks. You know, it was like stuff like that. The stuff that a coach would would want a player to say. And, And that's just what it was. But I just liked it because I felt like, he kept it real, like at at times. And also, the thing is, what's a trip to Colorado without going to go see Coach Prime? If you're a professional athlete, I mean, you got dudes flying in from all over the country to go see Colorado get whooped, right? But they, the highlight is standing on the sidelines watching Coach Prime. So if you're here. <laughs> You want to go there? I just wanted to do that because I know I'm going to see what you want to say. But nah, you know what it is. You know what it is. They almost came back against USA. Yeah, yeah, they did. I mean, I, yeah, they I'm, did. I'm just, I'm just. Look, I, I agree with you on what Dion said being a positive. I agree with you that it could have an impact on the players, but and I and I agree with you to to the extent that most players sit there and say, okay, if you got a gripe with the organization or with with the general manager, that's not about me. But the fact is, James took it farther. He took it farther in a playoff game where an entire city thought, you know what? We got this against the Celtics. And he looked like he quit. And he didn't quit on the city. He didn't quit on Doc Rivers. He quit on his himself and his teammates. So if you're his teammate, how do you sit there and go, okay, it's not about me. It's not about the team. It's about the organization, the general manager, when it impacted the team. And Bede wants a championship. Tobias wants a championship. Maxie wants a championship. 
his best buddy, P.J. Tucker. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. They had a chance last year. And one of the biggest reasons they didn't get there is because James Harden wasn't willing to be the teammate that they all want him and every one of them around them to be. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. It is what it is. That's something they got to work out. But I'm here to tell you, man, the NBA is different. Like, it, it is. I mean, yeah, you're going to have several guys who, who feel that way. Um, You know, I, I honestly, I – I wonder if some of them think it will be different because you have a new coach, a new philosophy. Like, let's face it, you, there's always somebody who becomes a fall guy. And you can say, hey, look, y'all saw what we did when he gave me the ball. <laughs> right? You can say right. that. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it is what it is. Um, but in closing, I guess, you know, we better brace for something is what you were saying. We better brace for a little storm that's brewing and and that this is something that the Sixers need to hurry up and end because it could, you know, fool me once, you know what I mean? But 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 fool me twice, it's on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this could be the third time. I hear you, but that's not the way you close the show. You close the show by giving out some email address or something where everybody can send their orders that you can pick up from Boulder. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think Boulder, I think Colorado. You're, you're going to need a bigger bag for your flight back. <laughs> I, I think Colorado could beat Michigan. <laughs> hey, you know what? Make sure make sure there's a person in your family that you get something for Colorado because they have a pretty good uh, women's volleyball team. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I hope she. I hope she. Uh, hope she's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing. I, you know what? I'll probably make that. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'll probably make. I'll probably make that trek down there tomorrow night. If if not tomorrow night, maybe Friday. Nah, Friday was probably going to be bad. Since, Har- since, Har- since Harden missed, yeah, they have a home game. Since mm-hmm. and actually, it's a Friday night game. Um, oh, against, really? It is. Yeah. Uh huh. It's a Friday night game. Tickets nah. are real cheap. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going on that campus on a Friday. Yeah, it was funny because you know you you heard people uh, complaining like about driving there especially on just regular on rush hour and and they were just saying how down going there for games is just a it's it's, it's just tough it's, it's not tough. it's not that bad for, no, not. The, no there's plenty of the, the the roads are fine and and the stadium's not that big so it's not it's not oh it's not well i, I on, guess i'll end it on this it's it's not michigan state yeah i see i see yeah. but hey y'all i want to thank y'all for listening um, and I want to thank my man Jeff for being on. 
And on Fridays, you you got to check out my man's show, The Heart of Sports. Jeff, just give them a little bit of information about your show, please. Uh, we are The Heart of Sports. You can find us anywhere. You got a podcast where we do our replays. And if you want to catch us live, catch us live in Philadelphia on WWDB from 4 to 5 on Fridays. I want to thank y'all and have a great day. Appreciate thank you. you. Thanks, Jeff. Peace. You still there? Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.